What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, I'm just going to call it out. Uh, There's only the two of us today. Sam and Shauna are both sick right now. They came down with the sickness, so they won't be here. Other than that, we have announcements. We have another show. Speaking of murders, make sure you're checking that out. Don't forget to share the show with somebody, family, friend, coworker, whoever. Helps us get these stories out to more people. And uh, if you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, it's two ways you can do it. Share it. Yep, share the show, <laughs> like I said before. And or, Patreon. Yes, if you want to go a step beyond that, we got a Patreon. That's linked in the show notes and episode notes. Go there. You get a bonus episode every other weekend. You get a shout-out on the show, our eternal gratitude. And uh, if you want to see photos from today's episode, check out our Instagram. That's also linked in the show notes, episode notes. So all that stuff said, Sarah is obviously going to be telling our story today because I'm not the storyteller here. I'm just here for comic relief. Yeah. I don't know how much comic relief you're going to have on this one. Well, who are we talking about today? So we're talking about a girl named Margaret Ellen Fox. She went missing a long time ago. This is an older case. Okay. We're talking like 70s, 60s? Um, I think. Or like older than 70s. that? 70s. Okay. Yeah, in the 70s. That's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Margaret was born on February 4th, 1960 in Burlington, New Jersey. All right. Home on of the Coke Company, I'm sure. And the flying thing. Oh, the, the New Jersey Devil? Yeah. Honestly, really? Like that's that's in Burlington? In that area somewhere. Okay. Okay. On June 19th, 1974. So she's 14. 14. Margaret and her cousin put ads in the newspaper looking for babysitting jobs. As one does. Back then, yeah. She received a phone call from a man named John Marshall who said he was looking for a babysitter for his five-year-old each day from 9.30 in the morning to 1.30 in the afternoon. Okay, that's not bad. No. So like five hours. And he was willing to pay her $40 a week plus give her the money for her morning bus fare. That's only four hours. Kind what, of. what are you going to do in four hours? I don't know. Not getting a full shift in at work. He told her that she would like take the bus to... His house in the morning, and then him or his wife would take her home between 2 and 2.30. Okay. They scheduled to meet each other several times in Mount Holly, New Jersey, which was where he lived. It was a seven-mile bus ride to meet him, so, like, not super far. No, that's not bad. 
Now, John would cancel their meeting several times. On June 21st, he actually spoke to Margaret's father, David, to tell him that he had to cancel the meeting due to a death in the family. And he, like, asked if they could meet on June 24th. So her dad set it up, and she was supposed to meet this John guy at the corner of Mill and High Street in Mount Holly. And then he would pick her up in his red Volkswagen and drive her to his house to meet his wife and his kid. That was what they agreed upon. Is that, I don't know, uh, it's a Volkswagen, man. <laughs> Volkswagen's in the 70s. <laughs> I know it may, it automatically made me think of Ted Bundy, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a, a bad, bad recipe. Yeah. Volkswagens and the 70s, it, it doesn't mix well. No, it doesn't. At 8.40 on the morning of the 24th, Margaret's younger sister walked with her to the bus stop and watched her get on the bus. Margaret would never see her family again after this. Like, that was the last time anyone saw her. When she was not home by the time she was supposed to be, her parents went looking with, like, the help of their friends. They could not find her anywhere. So they called the Burlington police to report her missing. Pretty quickly, she, after she was reported missing, the FBI actually got involved. Really? Yeah. They also started recording all incoming and outgoing phone calls from the family's house. Within a couple of days, a man did call and demanded $10,000 ransom for Margaret's safe return. And he told her mother, it's really weird, that $10,000 might be a lot of bread, but your daughter's life is the buttered topping. That's his words to her mother on the phone. Yeah, that's a pretty odd thing to say. Yeah. This caller has never been identified. The FBI released the recording of this phone call in hopes that someone would recognize his voice and you can still listen to it. Hmm. The police were able to trace the phone call, well, trace the phone number that John had given to Margaret during their first conversation, but it was a dead end. It, the number was to a phone booth in a supermarket in Lumberton, New Jersey. Hmm. <laughs> so Lumberton it is like a township of Burlington County, so it's oh, okay. not far from where she actually lived. Gotcha. There was an employee of the grocery store that his name was John that they looked into quite heavily, but he had an alibi for the day Margaret disappeared, and he also passed a polygraph test. When the word got out that Margaret was missing, several other parents came forward to say a man had tried to lure their daughters also with fake job offers. Really? Yeah, but nothing ever came of that either. They couldn't, like, figure out who that man was. I mean, this is the 70s. And I'm assuming that the fake job offers stopped showing up in the papers. Yeah. And of course. these other girls, like, thought the guy was weird, so they didn't set up a time to meet him. Now, witnesses did come forward to say they saw Margaret at the corner of Mill and High Street where she was supposed to meet this guy and that they also saw a red sports car 
not a Volkswagen. It was still a red car, but not an actual Volkswagen. In 1976, there was a suspect who confessed to Margaret's disappearance, but it turned out to be a false confession. It was just one of those weirdos that wanted to be famous. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, yeah, I did it, but had no... No tie to any yeah. of it whatsoever. At the time of her disappearance, Margaret was taking piano lessons and she loved to ride horses. She had also just graduated from grammar school like two weeks before this. She was very like family oriented and they never stopped looking for her. Even though both of her parents have passed away since she's went missing, police are still trying to give the rest of her family the answers that they want, right. which the FBI reopened this case in 2019. Oh, I'm hoping new leads, new evidence. They're, all it's saying is that they're offering $25,000 reward now for any information leading to her whereabouts. They also released age-progressed images of her. They seem to believe she's still alive, that she was possibly trafficked. See, I feel like they had to have come across something. Right, they're just not releasing what they know. At the time she went missing, she was 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds. She was missing two of her top right front teeth. She had brown hair and blue eyes, and I know it's been a really long time but at the time she was wearing a light blue floral blouse that was like square at the top and had flared at the waist so it was kind of like one of those like 20s style dresses like shirts and then she was wearing maroon jeans with yellow patches on the knees that flared at the bottom she also had on black and blue, a black and blue checkered jacket and brown sandals with heel straps. She had a gold necklace with flowers and a blue stone and a gold charm bracelet that also had like blue stones in it. In her bag she was carrying, she had like these Huckleberry Hound glasses case. Never heard of it. It's like an old cartoon that was like on um, the same channels as like the Flintstones and the Jetsons oh, okay. and Scooby Doo. Like it, I know all of those. Yeah, he was a wait. Is he was like a Hound, dog. Is that the one that uh, your mom and Sam were telling me I laugh like him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she had like a glasses case in her bag with him on it, and she also had hexagon-shaped glasses with gold wire frames inside this case. The glasses were like broken, like at the nose and at the temple piece. Hmm. And they released all of this like again because they're like, if anybody saw a girl like this in the 70s, maybe these fine details will like bring up a memory yeah maybe you could also release what new evidence you found that makes you believe she's still alive because that would sure as fuck be helpful it would be helpful but a lot of times they won't because they want only the person who did it to know what they know if that makes sense i mean kind of i i get that if whatever evidence would give away that okay, they're keeping an eye on somebody. 
Right. And if the person who has dropped this piece of evidence, it, you know, literally or metaphorically dropped this piece of evidence, um, is unaware that they've reopened the case and they're now searching again, then it would be in their best interest not to mention that. But at the same time, it sure would be helpful for the rest of us who would like to help find her right if we knew that shit yeah i know it's another reason is because they don't want people to come forward like this other person did in the 70s and be like i did it because he got all the information out of the news Mm -hmm. but he knew nothing none of the what they actually know right which sucks but i get it like an unsolved case that i did am doing is the same deal. They have information that they won't release no matter how much the family has begged them to. Gotcha. If you have any information about Margaret, you can contact the FBI at 973-792-3000 or the Burlington City Police. They still they have an investigator working cold cases also. And their number is 609-386-0262. I mean, she wouldn't, what would she, how old would she be? She was born in 60. She would be... 62. 62. That's, I mean, there's a really good possibility she's still alive. Yeah. I don't know. That's my missing persons case. Sorry it was short, guys. All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode... Don't forget to let us know. Leave us five stars. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to share this with someone. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone. Get this story out to people so that people can keep their eyes peeled. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually help find someone at some point. Fingers crossed. So all that stuff said, we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>